Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. What's up, it's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm Stephanie Santiago. I'm Laura Mora. Oh, and I'm Gia Casey. (laughs) First of all, we have Gia Casey. This is her first time on Lip Service. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for having me. I specifically told Envy to stay home because Mm -hmm. I wanted to just have Gia on without him. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we make fun of him at work all the time about different things that have happened to him. Mm -hmm. You know, vibrant dildo situation and all of that. I've I've heard. I've heard. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well aware. (laughs) But you guys have a book out now, Real Life, Real Love. Yes. Which is, by the way, an amazing read. I'm I'm not going to lie. Early on, I cried. Oh, I did because, you know, I'm sensitive when I read certain things. But I think I know you guys have told this story before about your face getting sliced and you getting into where those girls jumped you. Mm -hmm. But reading it like in real time and how Envy was supposed to pick you up, but he was working. And then, you know, that Mm -hmm. part was like, Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine something like that happening. But then Envy said, you know, after that, things were never the same. But what I love is you said you were stronger after that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Growing up in Queens, Brooklyn, originally from Brooklyn, and then I moved to Queens when I was 14, there was just a lot of um, things that I felt kept replaying throughout my life. Um, and one of those things was uh, people's uh, people feeling as though they know who you are mm-hmm. before they get to know who you are. They see you as one thing just mm-hmm. based on your appearance. And um, for me, it was people assuming that I was stuck up or bougie and, or conceited. And I'm the exact opposite. People um, will be like, you're actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am nice. But um, mm-hmm. I'm a tomboy. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... I went through that my whole life and I've gotten into fights my entire life. Um, Ever since I was, um, I think I got into my first fight when I was maybe uh, 12 and (laughs) constantly, you know. Never a fight that you initiated. Oh God, no, 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 no. Never a fight that I initiated, but I became very tough skinned, very thick skinned Mm -hmm. because of misconceptions and whatnot. And um, 
And it also encouraged me to be strong. Right. Because I felt like I was always defending myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I also grew up with that, you know, like, I didn't want people to feel as though they could take advantage of me or play me. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, okay, yes. You go extra the other no, way. And that's why and I could totally relate, you know, been growing up in the city and the pretty girls, we always know how to fight. Like, don't ever sleep on the pretty girls from New York because we would look at certain girls and they'd be like, oh, she's looking at us wrong. She's all stuck up. And we were, oh, I will always end up in a fight because I, I have, I looked at somebody up and down or because somebody's boyfriend was being too friendly to me. Like being a pretty girl, you have to be like on a high defense in New York City. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, I, I got into a fight one time when I was a freshman in high school. No, no, actually I was a sophomore in high school and I got on the bus and this girl just looked at me and then snuffed me in the face. Wow. I never met this girl For no before. Reason. Never saw her. We had no affiliation or anything. Wow. We got into a fight on the bus. Oh you my know? God, that's crazy. It was just the city. thing, you know what I mean? And um, I understood what it was at the time and that was just you know just my life that's perceptive that you understood what it was it's hard not to because it's more their issue than your you know it's, it's not, all the way there yeah, you know, their but, issue with themselves mm -hmm. but the first thing <clears throat> if you know you get into a situation with somebody the first thing is oh this light-skinned bitch mm -hmm. or you know this piss-colored bitch or bleach casper you know just the joke so it's mm -hmm. it's not lost on you right. what's actually going on you know why there's issues and whatnot. And I'm not even saying that, you know, it's jealousy. Like, I'm not putting those things on, you know, the people that, that have did, offended right. me. I'm just saying that our society, especially at that time, mm -hmm. was just... Um, divisive. It was very, it was very divisive. You know what I mean? And that divisiveness was encouraged. So it was a whole societal issue within our culture. Right. And part of it, I'm going to be honest, even from the other side of it, and I know it's going to sound strange um, for me to say, but I even somewhat understand mm -hmm. just the, the same way that black people understand uh, white privilege as a light-skinned woman, I understood light-skinned light privilege. privilege. That does exist. So yeah, because like, if you exist. see all the music videos or even guys saying, I only like yellow yes. bones mm -hmm. or red bones, exactly. I only date light-skinned girls. We used to hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, or people being like, oh, I like mixed girls. The term good hair. Mm -hmm. All of those Exotic things. and now, all of that. And so, yes, yes. it's a fucked up way for pe exactly. that people to think in so our society. I would even put myself in the position of being like a darker complected girl at the time and trying to imagine how that would feel. Mm -hmm. So not to um, give permission to it or to say that it's okay, it's okay but right. the very least I understood. Where and that's from. kind of how mm -hmm. I try to go through life. I don't try to just look at things through my perspective. Mm -hmm. I try to look at things through everyone involved perspective. Now, know? I mean, okay, let's... Talk about how Envy even got you because, or should I say Rashawn? Mm -hmm. Yes, Rashawn. Because <laughs> he was Rashawn back then. Yes. Actually, it was DJ he, Shrimp. Oh, DJ Shrimp. <laughs> DJ Shrimp. Oh, DJ Shrimp. Oh, my God. I'm not lie. That's a terrible name, by the way. I was like, who's Rashawn? <laughs> oh, that's right. But I guess when you think about it, DJ Envy is also not like the, <laughs> the connotation. But how he even got you is a really funny story. Right. First, he was kind of in the friend zone, but then you were dating somebody else. Yes. And he called on three ways. So can you tell us what he did? Because this is some crazy shit. So 
I I had moved from Brooklyn to Queens. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was a true Brooklynite. Um, and then I transferred into Rashawn's school, mm-hmm. and I was a new girl in school, so I had options. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We know so that's I was right. Kinda, I was. It's just the nature of it, right? So I was, <laughs> you know, talking to different people, and I was talking to this kid from Christ the King. Mm-hmm. So I went to St. Francis Prep, so to Rashawn. And Christ the King was big in basketball. Yes. Yes. Your life might have been way different. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, see? Well, I wonder what <laughs> that kid's doing lot. now. Yeah. Hmm. Is he on uh, Facebook? <laughs> you know, I never looked him up. Um, but he was on the swim team and we were talking. <laughs> and when Rashawn first kicked it to me, not to say that I wasn't interested, but I just had, you know. Options. I had options right. and I was trying to figure out which How way I wanted to, kick to go. How did you try to kick it to you? <laughs> He likes to tell this story. I wish he were here to tell it. Um, we're glad he's I, not. I used to run. Tra- <laughs> I used to run track, <laughs> and um, you know we would wear these like skimpy little one piece track outfits and the whatnot. Shorts, the and romper. I would yes, like mm-hmm. a little yeah, exact little mm-hmm. short shorts, little mm-hmm. you know. And he wore those too. No, no, he did. <laughs> no, but you know what he did wear <laughs> him and I don't know. Do you you know Mono right? Yeah. DJ Mono. Mm-hmm. So they've been friends longer than I've even known Rashawn. Rashawn and I've been together for twenty seven years. So he's known Mono about thirty years. I remember they're falling out. Girl, that's a whole other podcast. so funny, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, We wore like a partial uniform. So Mm -hmm. kind of like a dress code, but they gave you what pieces you could wear. So they would wear the slack pants, their little slack pants. Rashawn would wear like a pastel pink polo button down with the pink mm-hmm. scrunch socks. And Randy would come in on the same day. See, it was a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Randy would come in on the same day with the lavender pastel button oh down and the little scrunch socks. And at the time, it was very like swaggy. Right. You know what I mean? So he did catch my attention and <laughs> I did be like, oh, he's cute. Right. He's tall. He'd like, be a good at, friend. At that point, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, oh, he's, I, I liked him, but uh-huh. he kept trying to give me his telephone number. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. And then he would come to school the next day like, you didn't call. And I'm like, I was Thirsty. busy. I got yeah. caught up. You know, whatever. He's like, well, <laughs> in, ca- in case you lost it, here it, here is, it is again. <laughs> and this went on for some time. Mm-hmm. And then finally he was like, well, can I have your telephone number? I'll call you since you're like so busy. Good idea. So I gave him my number and then I finally picked up. And then after speaking to him for about like a week, then two weeks, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. there's really there's really something to this kid. Like he's so charming and charismatic and he was very invested. Right. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It wasn't just like chit chat and what you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. he was like trying to make me his wife after like two weeks, you know, (laughs) but I still had this other kid on the side. Right. That I didn't Mm -hmm. tell Rashawn about. But really Rashawn was on the side at that point. Right. Well, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Rashawn was actually my side bitch at the time. An amazing side (laughs) bitch. So Rashawn found out and he found out who the kid was, got his number, called him and then called me on three-way. Oh my God. And was like, yeah, so um, I heard you talking to so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, he was like, well, he's on the phone. Why does so- this guy agree to this? He's <laughs> like, he's on the phone. He- so he was like, so right here and now, I'm going to need you to choose. choose. Like, I'm going to need you to pick. It's either me it's like a reality or show. And he was like, because I don't share. The ultimatum. <laughs> yeah. Right. Netflix. The ultimatum. <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, I got all hot and bothered. I was like, what's it mean? He, he knows what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I choose you. I choose and you. Oh, my God. Yes. So then I was like, sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then, I can't believe that worked. Oh, my God. But hey. It worked because yeah. it was very, it was very, charge. it was manly. Right. It was assertive. 
but it's not the type of thing you would have expected from a 16 year old. You know, like he was consistent and he's never faltered on that. Like that's one thing that he has been, he's been invested literally since day one. So I like that about him, but I like a man's man, Mm -hmm. you know, like I like someone that's very manly. And I know on the show, you guys joke and play and, you know, there's a certain persona associated (laughs) with that. You know what I mean? You can't change a tire. But no, he can't. He can't put a hole in the wall to hang a yeah, picture. Like, 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 you know what I mean? He can definitely like, pay somebody to he can. And, and you know something? That's what he done. would say. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he a man can do that too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right. You know, so. <laughs> Where there's I, a will, there's a way. <laughs> so I like that about him, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then we started dating. And, like, we fell in love with each other, like, quick. Aww. Immediately. Like, Did, so let me ask you this. In the time that he was courting you because mm-hmm. you were keeping your options open, were you the only person he was talking to then or were there like other girls that he was entertaining? I'm just curious. Oh no, it was okay. just, just you. It was just he had me. tunnel vision. Yeah, no, it was tunnel vision. It was just me and he made sure that it was just him. So it was, yeah, we were exclusive immediately. Did your parents like him right away? Well, the truth is uh, my father liked him because mm-hmm. uh, Rashawn always came across as very very protective (laughs) well protective you know um my mother liked him but my mother thought that he was too immature for me Mm -hmm. so one day i come downstairs she's like come in my room go in there and she's like "Mm, do you think that maybe he might be a little too immature for you and I'm like, well, why would you say that? She's like, oh, he just walks into the house and is like, hi, Mrs. Grante. Hi, Mrs. Grante. And then he just goes upstairs. Right. He doesn't engage in conversation. Wait, he was upstairs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then? My parents were very cool. I yeah. was going to say, because I wasn't allowed to have boys in my room oh, yeah, when no. I was in high school. I, my, I had such a dope relationship with my mother and my father mm-hmm. that they knew that if I allowed a boy into my room, that nothing was going to happen. Did y'all, were y'all allowed to have boys in, in your room? I was having slumber parties in, in high school. I was I, having slumber parties, but not with boys. Like, I had guys, guys over, over, but they could only be downstairs. Yeah. Co-ed slumber parties. I had a co-ed slumber party yeah, when I was in I high school, multiple. too. And I'm talking about, uh-huh. it's, it like, t- from 10th grade all the way through 12th grade. So do yeah. you allow your kids, like, let's say your daughters or sons, like, can they have... I would. I would okay. let them. Only because I raised my children right. the and way the that I was raised. Mm-hmm. Is there a and certain age where you're like, it's okay, or just in general? Well, I just think it's inappropriate before, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe like 17. Okay. Um, I would trust my kids from the get. Mm-hmm. But I would say like 17, um, if a parent that of an invitee allows their child to come mm-hmm. and sleep over, it's okay with me Even as long as... No, I'm kidding. Yes, you know, I'm, kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, no, yeah, no, <laughs> both of my kids. I would because I was raised in a very open mm-hmm. conversation, communication type of household so where healthy. there was so much trust and my parents poured so much into me and they taught me right from wrong and morals and, you know, all of these things. And they always wanted me to live my best life. They always wanted me to have fun. They always encouraged me to to be the best at anything that I attempted to do. They believed in me. So I would never do anything to dishonor them. Right. And the proof was in the pudding. You know, I was a, Rashawn took my virginity. Right. Like I was a virgin. I Did he know what he was doing? Um, I mean, we both it's a safe were, space you could be we in. both, I don't have to think about it. Like we both were in a, in the same space regarding mm-hmm. that. So of, I like, think we really. were, cause he was kind of virgin ish. Right. Yeah. Like we were both extremely inexperienced. Inexperienced. So you yes. guys were learning together. So we were learning together. I bet you that yeah. was so fast. Cause he probably was so excited. 
like you know, finally. Angela no. always came. Right. Right. No, he always got. No, he wasn't though. No, like it, he it, he was tender and he took his time and he was considerate. He was thoughtful. He made a whole situation out of it. A mixtape. He, he had asked my permission. He did have a mixtape. He had a mixtape. Jimmy Rippleton. That was on That's it. That's hilarious. Yes. Wow. It was like That's a whole, hilarious. it was at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. <laughs> yes. So he so I was hearing his first experiences. <laughs> yes. Because there's so yes. many horror stories. Mine was, was really good too. Mm. Now, really? I had a yeah. nice one. You know, I, like you said, I had a guy who was really considerate mm-hmm. and gentle and mm-hmm. he made sure everything was really moist. He ate it. Before he tried anything, it was really nice, you know, and slow, and I felt really loved. And you know, some girls have such horrible stories about their first time. Yes, my first time was terrible. I hated it. But we waited a year. Mm -hmm. We we had sex on our one year anniversary. So it was planned. Like this is the day we're gonna do it. I'm in the hotel room. We didn't decide, but I knew that I would not before one year. You know, like I I had to be in love and I had to be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 16. I had to be ready. Did and you like I watch was. porn or like, how did you time, learn? No. How did you learn? I watch what a bit to of it do? now, but not done. What? We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to ask anybody like, what am I supposed to do? Or you just no. went in like, I just went in like, we're too young kids like mm-hmm. we're, we'll figure it out it's not too yeah. it's not that hard and, and it's not that hard. Yeah, time y'all have been hard. together mm-hmm. so long and like you said you were already in love so the passion was there the chemistry was there and even though y'all didn't know really what y'all was doing mm-hmm. i'm sure y'all like we you figured, said, figured it out, it out. did he yeah. figure it out no no <laughs> did, oh my no. god okay. did he use a condom yes okay yes did uh-huh. you come no Cause you didn't. Okay, yeah, my no. first time. Oh, I did. I did. My first I did couple of times. Yeah, my first couple of times. I, I didn't. Like my first story. boyfriend, I didn't come. Like I didn't. Whole I thought. Wait, what did you say? You said your I didn't friend's know. boyfriend. Well, actually, my son's oh, dad. My first. Uh-huh. This is my twenty-one-year-old's dad. <laughs> I was like, what? And the plot thickens. Like I didn't <laughs> know. I thought women can only come from oral. Oral. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that oh, while he was pet. So okay. I never knew how to. Yes. Come yes, yes. while until mm-hmm. you know after. that's a whole conversation yeah like, and it's I crazy because he didn't even teach me that the whole time i was with him i didn't know you just had no idea i, I definitely had an orgasm in, in my first sex sexual experience i, I had a you guy said you did or didn't. i did oh, wow. because i had oral before i actually you know had actual intercourse yeah Mm -hmm. so i was coming from that before i i knew what it was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i didn't come from intercourse the first time i had sex no 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 right i also think if you're both kind of inexperienced he doesn't know how to make you come right of course not right i'm like, not gonna how say how of course the guy not. lost my virginity mm-hmm. was of course not no i was 16 he was 17 and that's perfect like i said like i was a virgin he was virgin ish you know he had attempted with someone <laughs> his first girlfriend before but just never finished <laughs> he told you that like yeah. early okay oh yeah yeah i knew i knew okay. i knew who the girl was like you know oh my god that yeah, was like that was a virgin ish and that was his right. first girlfriend you okay. know but he didn't see it all the, all the way through. Way through you I've know? never heard about his first girlfriend. So you, you guys all went to school together? No, no, no. She was just a girl from his neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So was he still cool with her? Like while he was? No, no. no. He never spoke to her again. I want to see her. Yeah, no, that was it. I want to see pictures of you guys in high school. You guys were probably so. It's in the book. There's some in the book. I want to see so much. Now, Gia, Envy came to work one day devastated because he said that 
you had told them that you weren't you were faking orgasms mm-hmm. and pretending and we actually got you a present okay here you go it's a t-shirt no <laughs> fake <laughs> orgasms well luckily yeah. i haven't had to fake an orgasm this in about i'm married 21 years <laughs> in about at least maybe 11 years what made you tell him 12 that years truthfully mm-hmm. because we <laughs> were having sex for years and um i was faking like all of my orgasms all, every, all, all, every of, my, single time? all of the, inter, in, the all internal of the ones, ones. Through intercourse, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was, and you were like, ah, ah, ah. He was feeling well, good. Absolutely. So you were doing like the theatrics and everything. What? It was a whole performance. Wow. Well, let me ask you: Was girl, it because we you weren't? Ment- was it because you guys were going through things around that time in your relationship, and you were not mentally? No, that's not the why reason why. <sighs> we talk about it in great detail mm-hmm. in the book. In the book, from my perspective and from his perspective. Oh wow! But it was my fault. It wasn't his fault. You know, as women, we are, well, no, as girls, we're raised to think that women are like playthings for men. You know, we are here for the pleasing for their of men. Mm-hmm. And we're taught that subconsciously when you think about it. Billboards, beautiful women advertising everything, sexy cars with a sexy woman draped across Mm -hmm. the hood. Even now, Instagram, just everything is built on the back of sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. and anything relating Mm -hmm. to sex. And we're kind of programmed that way when you think about it. Um, So when I started having sex, I was acting on that program, right. you know? I'm thinking that- This is what I'm supposed to do. Yes, and and it also felt good. You know, when you when you take a test and you get an A, you're like, yes, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? So when I'm engaging in intimate situations with my boyfriend and my husband and I'm pleasing him, like it feels like yes. Mm-hmm. And you all know, the more you perform, right. the more excited they get, the more they think that they're putting in, mm-hmm. the better the whole experience is, but for the fact that it's there's a really fake happening. orgasm for you at the end. But you're performing, you're thinking about, okay, how do I look? How does my face look? How am I moving? <laughs> how you're I taking am. it all mm-hmm. in like, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I would feel like I could just, you know, reach over, grab a cigarette and a lighter. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it, it, it felt like that. So okay. it was partially for my ego and it was also to enhance his ego mm. and then i was going down a rabbit hole do you know what i mean because once i started it right you can't be, i can't go back and undo so it when did you get to the point where you're been like, working all this time okay enough is enough let me let him know what's going on like what was the, the the turning point for you to be like let me stop this and let him know that it's really not happening so we had gotten into an <laughs> argument okay Ooh. about something that wasn't even related and that's, that's significant work right mm-hmm. you didn't take out the garbage Regular. but guess what i don't come <laughs> Just like that. It was was similar. It wasn't as insignificant as taking out the garbage, but it was something insignificant. Mm -hmm. And I was frustrated because he had no interest in resolving the problem. Mm -hmm. And then to put a patch on it, he wanted to have sex with me. Because if I bleep her down, then... She'll shut up. 
Right. Then she'll be, she'll be happy. She'll be happy. You know what I mean? Be because even though I was faking my orgasms, I enjoyed yeah, you can every have moment. Of you, can it was the intimacy. you can enjoy yeah, sex in that yeah. It was the intimacy. It was the love. And just sidebar, you know, for women, it's not really, when, when you have an orgasm, it's not really about the man. Exactly. I can have an orgasm if Rashawn's penis was three inches now because i know it's about me it's about the connection it's about the love it's about stopping and concentrating on my oh my own God. body my own sensations and being less performative mm-hmm. it's about taking during the sexual experience mm-hmm. and not worrying so much about giving, giving. giving and once i learn to do that I'm like, oh my gosh, right. I have all this power within myself to control my body mm-hmm. and to control the degree to What's which happening? I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I have an orgasm every single time, whether it's oral, whether it's intercourse, it really doesn't matter. And it's because I dictate that. So what I did that day by blurting it out, because I was so upset, I'm like, you just want to, you just want right. to glaze over this with sex? And I'm not yeah. even going to come. I'm like, well, guess what? <laughs> I've been faking it. He was, was like, devastated. he was like, well, how long have you been faking it? I was like, well, I've never not faked it. Mm. And let me tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that was the absolute worst thing that I could have done in my marriage. It was the worst thing. And it wasn't the honesty that mm-hmm. was so terrible. It was the way in which I delivered the in honesty. In the midst of an argument. In the midst of an ar- argument. It wasn't well thought out. It was harsh. It was insensitive. It was hurtful. Mm-hmm. It was spiteful. And I used it as a tool. A weapon. I did. I weaponized it. That mm-hmm. would make him not get I did hard. That before. Like when you, you know, because for a guy his ego and I saw in the book you talked about how do you tell somebody they're not good in bed and you're like you don't you don't Mm -hmm. you don't why would you destroy somebody like that no there are other ways that you can communicate Mm -hmm. to get what you want to Mm -hmm. make it better to get to that point Mm -hmm. without crushing them because when you love somebody you don't don't crush them I wasn't loving him right in the book, there's a whole section on right fighting. You know, we mm-hmm. would argue just to be right. Yeah, not even just over the to issue. win. Mm-hmm. My goal going into an argument was to I'm annihilate him. Yeah, <laughs> just so I could be like, "Told yeah. you, right?" Like, I was right. like, "I'm right." I'm exactly. And that was the only thing that mattered. Getting to a common ground didn't matter. Mm-mm. Resolving the issue didn't matter. Winning, was you know, what mattered. being mm-hmm. in a safe space, just nothing mattered. As long as I could walk away and like puff my chest out, like. Mm-hmm. It told right. you, you stupid, <laughs> dummy. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It and that that was so misguided, and it was young, it was inexperienced, it was dumb, it was dumb, and um, that's part of the reason why we wrote the book. Because had I had a tool like that, then I would have seen all the flaws in myself, right? And I would have yeah. been able to identify the flaws in him mm-hmm. because it was like a tennis match. Like we were just mm. messing up left and right with each other. I would have been able to identify those things and made some changes. I could have mm. course corrected. But the problem is a lot of girls, they don't sit down. They don't have a relationship with their mother the same way that I had a relationship yeah, with my mother. So you know, fortunate. You know what I mean? A lot of girls are just out there fending for for themselves and learning from their friends and talking-ish and, you know, doing... You're not getting information from a safe place. We've been through, I feel like, everything. Okay, let's go back to that. Mm -hmm. Because in the early days, I had no idea that he was this, like, 
ridiculously controlling. Uh, now, yes. you, he talks about an incident where, you know, he was going to DJ and you went to a club, the Armory. Mm-hmm. At the Armory. And then yep. one of his snitching ass friends. Party. Yep. Lil Sean. Lil yep. Sean. Called <laughs> Envy and was like, Gia's in a club. Mm-hmm. And he turned around from on the road and yep. came to the club yes. and found you grinding on somebody because, sure you know, was. Gia is part Jamaican. Yes. <laughs> and, and so you was grinding yes. on somebody and he snatched you right up. Sure did. Not in a an abusive way. He not threw in you a over his hostile, shoulder like a... Um, not, like a ragdoll. Like a he treated man. me like a whole wow. ragdoll. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what happened was, ever since day one, uh, he was very, very possessive controlling and like obsessive even you know um we you, had did to, you watch the series he kind of gives Netflix? me that vibe oh, yes. about That's, you yes, so huh? i think he still gives me that vibe about you <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he hasn't stopped he doesn't know but he, well, he, he could, could stop he controls it now um okay. it's in a constructive way i feel like he punches the wall sometimes you know <laughs> It's like he's more so about providing and protecting. It's not about the obsession and oh, the, okay. it's you know what I mean, the controlling because now he realizes that I love him for him. I truly love him. Right. And he couldn't chase me away from him at this point. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So he doesn't have that insecurity mm-hmm. that fueled him because as that he is. says in the book, he was so preoccupied thinking that one day right. I would meet somebody more fill in the blank Mm -hmm. than him Mm -hmm. as he puts it more handsome more charismatic more intelligent more this more that Mm -hmm. so for him he felt as though he just wanted to keep me like rapunzel in the tower like i don't want you going (laughs) out i don't want you hanging out with your friends (laughs) i don't want you wearing anything that shows your cleavage i don't want you do you know what i mean i don't want you to work anymore i don't want want you to work work. he literally did not want me Mm -hmm. um out in public unless i was out with him him? and where where that halfway (laughs) flew for me was the fact that i truly loved being with him when we were in high school and as it speaks to that day that he wasn't there um when i was attacked we were together every day after school like every single day every day not mm-hmm. one day except that day <laughs> were we not together we left school together we got something to eat we go- went and did something fun and before the end of the evening he dropped me home back at my mom's it's like a you real know what i mean story. like we were mm-hmm. together even in college mm-hmm. we were together Every single day. I was at ODU. He was at Hampton. Every day after his last class, mm-hmm. he would come and pick me up after my last class, bring me back to Hampton. I slept at his house. Then he brought me back to ODU in the morning before my first class. Right. And then we did that every single day until I replaced my car because I got into an accident, which is why he had to come and pick me up. Mm-hmm. But we genuinely enjoyed spending all of our time together. So for me, it wasn't as alarming. I didn't feel as though I was in a vice. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I just can't breathe. I just want to mm-hmm. do this. I just want No, I just wanted to spend time with him but he was my best friend okay so let's talk about that day because you did go to the club and told (laughs) them you weren't so So what was going on that day that day (laughs) he was doing a club at virginia state so again we're in hampton right and he got hired to do a club in virginia at virginia state i couldn't fit in the car because it would always be me and all of his friends i was always there would be like 10 dudes Mm -hmm. and And me. me But I couldn't fit in the car, obviously. And he needed, you know, guys, you know, security type thing, his friends and whatnot. So I couldn't go. So it was a college party at the Armory. And he was like, yeah, you know, you're not going to that party, right? And I was like, yeah, but I am going to the party. So <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Girls night out. He was like, he was like, no, nah, you're not going. And it turned into this big argument. So finally, I was like, all right, I'm not going to go. 
But I am. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> but There's just no social media. media. Yes. Yes. To end the argument. <laughs> yes. So he goes, he gets on the road. And then little Sean, who is like family to us, but it started. I would have been so mad at him, honestly. But yes. And he's like my homie too. Little like Sean, I, what the fuck? He right. stabbed me in the back. So I yeah. go with all my girls. <laughs> I drove and I'm there. And yeah, like they were playing dance hall and I was dancing with this dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you was dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You was dancing. Explain how you were dancing. I mean, you know, like Mm. Brooklyn basement party type. I already know. I was that girl. Like, I used to do it with with my feet on the wall. I used to have to whine on my head. Mm. Like, I could do. I would do that. Like, that was happening on your head. But that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, that's what I Did you know the apartments in Evansville? We were familiar with each other. Yes, I knew who he was. He knew who I was, but we weren't like cool or anything like that. I don't see Rashawn. Let's go. Exactly. So we were dancing and. My head was down, you know, <laughs> and I just looked up and I saw Rashawn literally charging at me, <laughs> charging at me. My head would have dropped. It was like that moment, you know how they say like your life flash before <laughs> you and mm-hmm. like, I my, my heart like that rush of whatever that hormone <laughs> is or that whoosh, I was like, Ugh. and next thing i I was up and over his shoulder and he just ran me to like the next side of the of the room and (laughs) he put me down everybody's looking he was like yo how could you do this to me like all i can imagine like i'm watching you dance with him from across the room all i can imagine is you having sex with him it was just this whole like it really it really bothered him just to Mm -hmm. see someone else touching me especially in like a sexual type of way you know right. he yeah. saw that so it really affected him i was like we were just dancing yeah. you know like everybody knows that like you're yeah. a, like, like there's I'm no jamaican this is how we like, dance and, and he and he yeah. knows that like he he knew that um he didn't care and he was like we're leaving i'm like i can't because i drove, I drove. and you probably didn't want to of course i didn't want to yeah. but at that point like i know i wasn't gonna have fun so right. now he's standing <laughs> over with he's standing behind me like literally like holding me from behind because he's taller than me and it was just like he was like claiming his mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I literally just waited for the rest of my girlfriends to have fun, and then we left. And he was heartbroken, right? You Aww. know, he was he was heartbroken. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because you know, clearly, like we, and I know this is in the book too. Mm-hmm. The time that he ended up calling you because he did fuck up. Oh yeah. In mm-hmm. the relationship. So that must have really caught you off guard because you see him doing all these things from when you're young. Yes. Showing you how much he's in love with you. He doesn't want anybody else around you. He's so um, possessive and jealous. Mm-hmm. So did that catch you completely off guard? To say that I was thrown for a loop would be the biggest understatement. We had our problems, you know, but our problems were rooted in his insecurity. And those were problems that I felt as though I could manage if I loved him out of it. Because Mm -hmm. I knew that once he understood that he was as amazing as he really was and that I was as in love with him as I really was, that he would eventually grow out of that. Because that's all that that was. He didn't think, he didn't believe that he deserved me when Mm. he absolutely did Mm -hmm. he absolutely did so i knew that i just had to give of myself but i don't know i just i i i felt so bad for him at that time um so yeah i was really caught off guard because he was so affectionate he was so loving consistent he was consistent Mm -hmm. he was 
generous. He was thoughtful. He was more romantic than I have ever been. He always says like that. he's <laughs> the he's the romantic one in the relationship. Right. He's the one that's going to think of off the wall things, grand things. Oh, we see. You it. know, like he's gonna <laughs> yeah, we he's see gonna it. do the work. We see it Christmas. <laughs> we see it every year. <laughs> and, but you know, even with twelve days of Christmas, it's not even the gifts because it's the thoughtfulness. I could go he and buy those it, things. He plans right. it way it's in the advance. He starts and, shopping and, almost and a year. Trust me, in I know because I help out sometimes. See, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like he's yeah. shopping like a year in advance. Mm-hmm. He does all of these things, mm-hmm. and throughout our entire relationship, he would say things like. If you like it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Or I live to make you happy. Just mm-hmm. seeing that smile on your face is all, is all that I need. Mm-hmm. And he's never faltered in that. So while he was carrying through his indiscretion, he was still that amazing husband to mm-hmm. me at home. Mm-hmm. And again, not that we weren't flawed, but our flaws were relatively specific in surrounding one thing. I would have never, like our friends, everyone in our life, my mother grew to absolutely adore adore him. His parents love you. His parents loved me. Like it was wonderful, far from perfect, but it was wonderful. I would have never thought that he even had it in him. Right. I couldn't even wrap my mind around the fact that how like he could be attracted to somebody else or that he could. It was hard for me to understand because he put so much into our relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then logically you think like, when do you have, so, when do you have time? Yeah. Right. Well, right. there's that, but you're so worried about losing me. But in this you, situation, you're doing everything that you can to, to ensure right. that Not you lose me. Mm-hmm. Because I was raised by very strong parents, particularly a very strong mother. And I have always been very clear. And just in my life, you know, I at the time, especially, I was very black and white, like not very gray. I don't put up with anything mm-hmm. from anyone, not friends not boyfriends, not husband, not my children. I'm very clear about, in my life, what's acceptable and what's not not. acceptable. And at that time, particularly, I wasn't very tolerant and I absolutely was not a forgiving person. Right. If my friend messed up with me, like we're done. I don't even call you to tell you that I have a problem with what what you did. I just just stopped talking to you. Yeah. I block you, like, like it's not even worth the conversation. And that's my personality. So he knew. Like he knew what he was up against when he did that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because, and you know, even looking back to that time and you talking about it in the book and everything and being open and honest about it, I never would have even thought that would happen. But do you feel like, because we've discussed this, you don't like being public. You didn't even really want like your picture out there. Yeah, at the time, right. And mm-hmm. yeah, and at that time, it wasn't like Envy was like posting. People didn't even know. Like some people acted like they didn't know. He, I remember somebody was like, oh yeah, Envy's not, I was like, yes, he's definitely married. Like, cause you could Google it and see. It's yeah. not, and I had seen a press conference that you did. Exactly. Listen, let's just be very clear. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't a public person. But people knew that Rashawn was married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always I knew that. Known. We were we, serious together. I always knew that he was yeah. married. People knew. He right. was on Miss Jones in the morning for years mm-hmm. prior. And he talked about me. He talked about the kids. Yeah. And yeah. then on top of that, we went through a whole public debacle yeah. with another radio show mm-hmm. host that I refuse to mention his name. And you did a press conference. I did a press conference. That radio jock was fired. Right. Was yeah, I can't think of his multi-million dollar... Envy was married. Yes, his yeah. multi-million dollar contract was... 
done. killed. Yeah. It was done because he was in violation. I mean, it was a very, very big, big thing. thing. It was on 1010 like could- It was on the news. We were in the newspapers. I was no There's secret. There's no way somebody and didn't know. Anybody and- yeah, that claims that I was a secret is a friggin' lunatic. Also, if you're <laughs> quote unquote dating somebody <laughs> and you've never been to their house and no, that they've never posted a picture right. of you, there is no way you could really think that's like a real I situation. Think, yeah. Of course not. Even right. even if not. even if he's trying to make you believe that, so you're like. You still know, as a woman, we mm-hmm. do we we go and stupid, do our right. work, and and I mean for no, like, like like what? So what? Now Google isn't a thing, right? Like, are we yep. just gonna play stupid? Let yeah. me ask you: If you date somebody, do you Google them? I'm right just away. curious. I I do. If I if okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> if I don't trust me, the moment I tell my give me a second, what's their name again? And right. they're looking like that's yeah. just it. It's we so funny. Before I even do friend. it, my mm-hmm. friends, because uh-huh. I'm like, well, no, because he's really nice, and no, but. Hold on, girl. What's his name again? Yeah. How you spell it? Where does he live? Exactly. Where do they live? They'll come back with the whole background check. Yeah. So yeah. if I'm not doing it, it's trust somebody. and believe. One of my close friends, the second I mm-hmm. mention a guy's name, they're like, yes. same. Mm-hmm. Right, God they forgive me. Listen. Every time I even consider somebody new, it's new guy net worth. Google. <laughs> Listen, even if they're not so Search. I found a guy that I started talking to, but this was back in high school. And it was the first guy that I actually got it. My first orgasm was with this guy after my son's dad. And when I met him, we met him out at a club in Miami way back in the days. It's called 609 in Coconut Grove. And I met him there. He was just so fine, dressed in all khaki, tan khaki, um, dickies. I talked to my friend about him. And like two days later while we was in school, she's like, bitch. I said, what? <laughs> Girl, he was on inmate.com. He has this much record. Oh I was like, God. he oh literally had just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Like, mind you, I was a senior in high school. Yes. <laughs> she's like, he just got out of prison. Yes. I'm like, how? You find all that shit out. Like, Damn. listen, I got one of those friends too. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, that would tell you everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes everything. you'd be like, "Girl, stop telling me." Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. So with guy, him, so. like, if you're in a position to take a particular interest in him, then yes. I'm sure that you can Google it. You, yeah. you can Google it. Like, mm, let's right. be realistic. How hard was it for you to actually come out, like, and be more? In the, you know, like you guys have had the podcast um, together because you yeah. were so private before that. Yes, I wasn't deliberately private. I am not a private person. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person like I'll share everything because I just feel like when you um, share your life with people, as we do on the podcast, as we did in the book, it's there's a sense of community mm-hmm. in that where you share your reality and it gives other people, particularly, you know, for us women, mm-hmm. um, something to relate to mm-hmm. and you realize like you're not the only one you're not the only one that that, that bad things happen to you're mm-hmm. not the only one that felt mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. and it is like a sisterhood in that so for me being open and sharing the good and the bad is very very important because in our day and age you know everything is about image right. and you only know about people if you're basing it on something a platform like social media what they want you to perceive them to be yeah they curate their exactly. Yeah. It's curated, yeah. and it's it's very particular, and it's in a way manipulative. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you're just sitting back and taking all this in and believing it, then what does it take for you know a young girl to look at somebody or even a grown ass woman to be like, damn, my life ain't shit? 
because right. look at this this is this reality is, right. there's something wrong with me there's something wrong with my relationship maybe there's something wrong with my upbringing and it just breeds insecurity but when you can see people for who they really are and what they really go through you could say okay well you know what maybe it's not great but at least there's a sense of community here where i feel as though i'm not the only one right i can relate there's a reference point for you you know so for me it's always been important to share and Mm -hmm. to be open about it so I just, I was never interested in social media at the time. I've never been to this day. I've never even opened up a Facebook page. <laughs> I don't even know Shame. what the Facebook homepage looks like. You can like. monetize that, by you the know? way. I just want to put that out there. Michelle right. keeps telling me that, yeah, right? Yeah, there's that. I've never been on Twitter. I've I never tweeted. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never tweeted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? My daughter was, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 or 13, whatever, and put me onto Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you go to my Instagram, the very first picture is just a picture of Madison's eye. Because... <laughs> She, we were sitting yeah, on the steps in my house and she was like no it's like you take a picture she took a picture of her eye <laughs> she posted it she showed me how to do it and i was like oh that's what this thing is i didn't even really understand or grasp social media meanwhile rashawn was on twitter rashawn right. was on instagram He's sidebar all the evidence like stuff was there right. had i known how you to just use it on there. i was right. just clueless right. Right. do you know what i mean so i wasn't deliberately and he private. said he didn't like one of your friends because she was like connected in the industry and she was in the yes. that's what really will get you yes i had met this older woman mm-hmm. and she was in the industry like she had managed some people and whatnot we had daughters the same age my daughter and madison were the same age and we started hanging out the girls went to camp together and every week he found a reason for me to not hang out with her he was nervous yeah, i heard this or i think that she's this and, and it was reminiscent of I how he was in college you know because i guess he felt like she would be the potential for the me to start getting yeah. closer right. to the truth right. of what had happened mm-hmm. sheesh well listen i feel like and i always say this like on on the breakfast club and i say it in real life but whatever decisions people make in their relationship like it is what it is. If you decide something happens and you want to stay, that's on you. If you decide something happens and you want to leave. Because I also feel like women get like demonized for leaving and giving up, too. Like, I've heard that so much. Like Really? Okay, mm-hmm. All the time. People yeah. act like something's wrong with you as a woman if you don't want to stick through something. Figure it out. If you're not ride or die. Mm-hmm. If some, I've definitely... No, I, no, any, I, I, and I'm, you know what? Part yes. of it might be because I work with men. Mm-hmm. And I've always worked around a lot of men. So they make it seem okay, like... Okay, from a man's perspective. Right. Absolutely. And I they feel that. like ride or die is important, right? Like, you know, yeah. listen, all of us have been through a lot of things in this room. And mm-hmm. we've made decisions. And it's not a right decision or a wrong decision. It's just a personal decision. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for yourself, it took a lot mm-hmm. for you to decide to stay. And I think that's important, too, because I'm sorry to interrupt, but I didn't stay because I was a ride or die. I just want to put that out there. Right. Right. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. It, it, listen, it was that was a crazy that reason. And listen, on The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. Envy was so distracted every single day at work. I was like, we would be doing interviews. We would be doing a show. He wouldn't know what was going on. I know he would be on his phone the whole time. Mm-hmm. I would be like. I didn't know if the show was going to continue because he was so, and it was early on. Kind he was of. so dejected. He was so like every day he wasn't doing no interviews. He was leaving. There was days he wasn't coming in at all. Right. You know, cause he was trying to figure out what am I going to do? He was so devastated. Mm-hmm. And like normally for myself, like I think about, you know, I've been in situations and clearly I'm not married, but you know, I've been in situations where something's happened, a guy's cheated and I'm like, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Cause I know how I'm going to be. It actually made me look at things differently Mm -hmm. to see what your guy's situation was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To Mm -hmm. see like 
how he was reacting. I actually felt bad for him. And normally I wouldn't feel bad right. mm-hmm. <laughs> for a guy who mm-hmm. did the things that he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it made me look at things differently. Yes. You yes. know, so mm-hmm. let's talk about that time period. Because there are guys that really do mess up. And there are women that want to stay in their relationship and fix things, but they don't know how. Oh, no, I didn't want to stay in my relationship and Mm -hmm. fix things. (laughs) Like I said, I was very black and white. So as soon as I found out that what I had had a notion of was true, um, and you would have to read it in the book because it is a very... I did read it. Yeah, it's a long story. I don't want to tell it because you need people to buy this book. No, but it's a very very interesting story that pulls at your heart from Mm -hmm. different directions. Mm -hmm. But once I found out that it was true, um, we were in a car. I'll, I'll tell a little bit. I, I realized it and I, d- I decided that I had to confront him, but in a way that would get him to confess. Mind bleep. Because mm, right? yes. you didn't know all the details. You know, we I did. did. I had to absolutely <laughs> mind bleep him. Mm-hmm. I had to make him think that I knew and that I wasn't um, coming to him and asking him if it was true. I was basically telling him that I knew I it to be true. Giving mm-hmm. him the opportunity. Yeah, I'm giving you an opportunity We've all done that. To have a conversation about it, you can tell me whatever you want me to know about it, or you can say nothing at all, because I know. While really, I knew nothing. I just believed it to be true. Right. You saw it on the blog. I saw it on the blog. And you you weren't sure. And I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. And your intuition But my intuition told me Mm -hmm. that it was true. And it's just, it's that... It's that thing that you try to shoo away. Your intuition is telling you something negative that you don't want to believe, mm-hmm. but you know damn well there's something to it. And it was nothing he was doing in the home, but I couldn't figure out in my own reality why this particular information would be on a blog. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I confronted him, long story short, he confessed. It was very mm. heart-wrenching. We were in a car in a Home Depot parking lot. I called him. I told him I was on my way home. And I was like, we need to talk. He's like, "We need." To, what do you mean we need to talk? Yeah, that's the worst thing. I say that. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're talking about what we're watching on TV after dinner tonight. You know Every what I mean? Every guy is like, he's like, we need to talk. Right. I was like, just meet me at home. Now, both of us are about maybe 25 minutes away from the house. I was like, meet me at home. He's like, no, where you at right now? I was like, I'm on 17, about to pass the Home Depot. He's like, pull into the parking lot. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Right. (laughs) I was like, right. Let's talk. He's like, now. (laughs) He couldn't wait the extra 12 minutes to get home. (laughs) I pull into Home Depot parking lot. He pulls up. I confront him again. Long story short, he confesses, and I pulled away from him. And I remember looking in my rearview mirror and just seeing him sitting on the curb crying. I went straight to my house. It was a few days before Christmas. My mother-in-law was there. His mom, yep. Yes, my mother-in-law was there and we were decorating because we were hosting Christmas that year. And I walked right upstairs. She was standing right outside my kid's playroom. I was like, yeah, so um, Rashawn and I are getting a divorce. And she was like, I said, yeah, there's no Christmas this year. So you could just, we could pack everything back up because this marriage is over. And she's His mom like, was like, that bitch is lying. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the Don't same thing that, that he said to me in the car when I confronted him. Whoever told you, they're just jealous. That's what his mama said. So his mother said the same thing. <laughs> mama ride or die. Yes. <laughs> mama was ride or die. die. Right. God bless her. I love her to death. But I understood. But no, but you have to understand. Nobody would have believed right. it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody would, nobody, our friends, our family, because he did not present himself mm-hmm. in the world right. that, that way. way. And Honestly, me. I didn't believe it. 
Like, exactly. Because even me, like, I had been in the club with him. You know, we were doing the breakfast club. Yes. I had never seen him do anything. Yes. I think he had an indiscretion. I think that he made a bad decision. I don't call it a mistake. He made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And sidebar, a huge catalyst, a huge cause of the reason why was because of what I told him just some years earlier the about big, faking the big it. orgasm. Sheesh. I was going to ask you that. Yes, that was that probably his ego. the biggest reason because now he had this huge hole mm-hmm. in his ego, and, um, and he got approved. He was hurt, himself. and now he needed someone or something to validate him. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and when he's at home, you know, he's just Rashawn, husband right. and father. You know what I mean? But when he's in the streets, he's envy. You know what I mean? And and it wasn't until, you know, sometime after I went out with him, I'm like, what, you got groupies? Like (laughs) girls (laughs) dancing seductively in front of the DJ booth trying to get your attention? Like what? I'm not gonna lie, like the times he's been in Miami and I've gone, like I really don't see, like it's literally June, Uh him. And then if I'll come, like me, I really don't, so I wouldn't and imagine that either. Yeah. Yes. And then that's, that's another thing. thing. He's like, yeah, we going out. And then it's like two in the morning. Laura, where you at, bro? It's two in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really June, never really way, seen. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. June. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really seen, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. women really around one time. Yeah, but it was your homegirls, I believe, that yes, I met. But it's because, like, he keeps. Yeah. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying guy. that he was out there and he was for the streets. Like, he was, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was a situation that he got himself into. I'm not saying that it happened over a long period of time i'm not saying that it happened with multiple women i'm just saying that and it could have been one woman it could have been 52 women for me it didn't make a difference it was the betrayal it was the lies that you had to tell me to get this done yeah considering what we have and what we had between us was very special so it's particularly devastating is it harder that it was public too like because i feel Mm. like that's another layer it's one thing when something happens and the whole you know, everybody don't have to know about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole other thing when people are like, you know, what happened? People weighing yes. in on it. It would have carried out the same way, mm-hmm. um, whether it was public or private, nothing would have changed. But of course, it was more difficult because after he said what he said on The Breakfast Club, that Ugh. public apology. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> he seemed very remorseful. It was a, it was a last ditch attempt yeah. for him to try to do something that he thought was a grand gesture of his mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. because um, he had been trying for quite some time mm-hmm. after I had fi- found out to relinquish what we had mm-hmm. and it was failing. And um, the night before he did that, something significant had happened. Again, it's in the book, but something significant <laughs> had happened and he realized like, oh, it's over, over. Right. Right. Like this isn't a bluff. And he knew it in his heart mm-hmm. and heart, but he was trying. It's not a bluff. Like she's already paid a divorce attorney. She's already told her pa- her mother, my Mom parents, the kids. Like I was preparing everybody. And the wow. worst part, like was it was that over. He had the nerve to ask June to come to you and talk to you. Come on. Yeah. I don't know if June was the right person for that hey, job. Hey, June is a great guy. No, June yeah. is a great guy, but June is also <laughs> like, yo, you're yeah. not really leaving, yo. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You're going to leave all of this? You're going to leave all of this? That's come on, you come on, come on right now. We love you, June. Like, you but got I don't know if I would call June to try to salvage nothing. And I'm looking at him, yeah, at him the same way that I look at people that don't know me and that don't know Rashawn that say, oh, she stayed with him for the money, right? And I'm sitting there and I remember looking at him that day when he's like, you're going to leave all of this? You know, we were in a club when he said that to me. And I was like, so you're going to compare my love in my heart to like some pounds of leather? 
to like some handbags, some shoes, some jewelry. Wait, June said this? Yeah, you're gonna leave. Damn, home June. Yeah, I love you, June. I love you, June. But you were not the right person yeah. for the job. Yeah, yeah. It's like you missed the person to try to talk you off the ledge. I'm sort of like you misunderstood the assignment. And that's really that's actually the thought that I had in that moment. I was literally thinking to myself, like, you're gonna compare like my love, my emotions, my life to some leather. And you know that's why envy gets really mm. sensitive. Like when you think about it, like people try to act yeah. like Gia was like there for because. Honestly, and, and he says this all the time and it's in the book, but you were the one that was the breadwinner at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really did not want you to leave and go work and everything, you know, and you were very supportive of him yes. in his come up. Yes. And he's always very making sure that people know that story because y'all were together from such a young age, yeah. 16 mm-hmm. and 17. Yes. And yes. so that's why even with the Jesus and Mero situation, he was so angry yeah okay. oh, he knows the real he knows what really was going on versus what people see today you know yeah and you know i think that with the whole Jesus and marrow thing um i think what bothered him i think that he felt as though he was defending me but at the same time what they said what does that insinuate and yes i know it was poised as a joke but we all know that jokes all jokes are rooted in something mm-hmm. do you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that something is what bothered him because it yeah. suggests that that's all that he's worth that all he's worth all that he's good for and is providing right. right and i think that that was the message that was a little disturbing and in this business they do act like if a man is providing and financially making sure you're uh, good you got a nice house you got the family mm-hmm. You know, a little cheating is okay. Yeah, no, not for me. Right. No, not for me. Um, Because I think that as women, we do deserve it all. Mm -hmm. You know, if we are deserving. Now, I got to ask you this, Gia. Mm -hmm. When AJ Johnson was on The Breakfast Club, and Uh I know you've seen this, AJ Johnson, Mm -hmm. and we asked her, like, you know, would you want to know if Gia ever went out with somebody else during the time that y'all had a break, if anything ever happened? He said he would never want to know that. Did you see that Who's clip? Who's AJ Johnson? Um, she was in House Party. Jody Mama. Oh, Jody Mama. Jody Mama. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, he's telling the damn truth. Right. He does not want to know. I've asked him. Mm-hmm. I have asked him. Does like, he want to know? Just, you know, you laying in bed, you having stupid conversations, you know? <laughs> and I've asked him on several occasions, you know, like, so if I ever had an indiscretion, would if you I ever know? stepped out on you, would you want to know? He's like, keep it to yourself. He does not want to know. A lot of he men was like, do that. I mm-hmm. would they can never dish it, but they can't know. take it. We know that. But yeah, because. We know that. Sheesh. I mean, that was crazy because that turned into a whole conversation of like, why would you not want to? Because you guys did have a period of time when y'all were not together. No. Like, I mean, when you were like, it's over and you thought, see, because it would have been OK for you. Right. You think at that time to be like, let me go out with somebody else. Mm, at that time, my focus was on how I was going to co-parent, mm-hmm. how I was going to be divorced, but keep Rashawn sane, because when I told him I wanted a divorce, which was that same day, he sunk to a very, very, very low place. Right. And I couldn't necessarily think about my feelings mm-hmm. at that time. I was thinking about him and I was thinking about my kids. I still wanted my divorce, but I would say things like, we can co-parent. Mm-hmm. I don't hate you. You know? You was preparing. I just don't yourself. want to be married to you. I just want to be your that wife. That hurts anymore. more than if you would have said I hate you. I think it might have. I think it does. I think it might have. But you know, like for me, I feel like women, particularly men too, but I'm talking about women, 
you make a lot of bad decisions because you make them with your heart. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's the head and it's the heart. And I always listen to my head before I listen to my heart. Cause you know, your heart will be like, yeah, girl, like forgive him. Your head is like, um, so should I remind you about all the right bleep, <laughs> the bleepage that he did to put you in this situation? <laughs> mm-hmm. The head keeps you straight. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, it didn't matter if I was devastated, if I was crying my face into a pillow every night. It didn't matter how I felt. I didn't care about how I felt. I cared about what I had made up my mind to do and I was going to do it. And you know how they say only God could come down. God literally had to come down and intervene yes. in my relationship in a way that I couldn't chalk up to coincidence you were to like, save I need my marriage. Mm. That, and you got that sign. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, that has got, honestly, that story um, in the book, it has to be, if not the most significant thing, one of the absolute most significant things that has ever happened to me. It's the reason why I don't regret what we went through. It was like a gift and a curse because I benefited so much more from that point than I ever suffered Mm -hmm. because of what he did to get us to that point. So you think your relationship is stronger now? That's like an understatement. Yeah. That's an understatement. You know, I've mm-hmm. said this yeah. before. I feel like sometimes- It doesn't do it justice. Things like that, when you go through stuff in a relationship, even cheating, that can make your relationship stronger if the work is done mm-hmm. to correct the course. Yes. Um, there's a chapter in the book called The New Deal. And That's for me, book. it's probably- I don't say, I dare to say my favorite chapter, but it's a very, very um, important chapter that's Mm -hmm. near and dear to me. A lot of women ask, like, how did you forgive? How did he get back in your good graces? Like, how are you able to laugh about that now? Mm -hmm. Because I could laugh about it now. Mm -hmm. I don't hold anything, Mm -hmm. not a morsel in my heart because of what happened. Because you know, like if you've ever been cheated on by someone that you love, that could be like 15 years down the line, you're still thinking yeah. about it. You're still harboring resentment. Like Chris, I said, you if made a you left stayed, with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me, I've absolutely been able, I've been given the blessing of being able to completely let it go and move on and be in a happier place than I ever thought was even possible. Are there ever triggers for you? Like Not anymore. Not anymore. But okay. let me be very clear. It took years. Mm-hmm. This happened... Um, this happened about 12 years ago when I found out, when I read that blog, it was already Over. about two years mm-hmm. old. It had already ended two years prior to when I found out. Oh, okay. So I was finding out about old old Shit. stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just happened to resurface where I could like see that see, it, happened. See it happened. Do you see what I mean? But yeah, no, I, at the time I, it took, I would say about maybe three, four years for me to learn, to gain wisdom, to really understand what love was, and to even more importantly, understand what forgiveness I was just about to was. say true forgiveness. What real forgiveness is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. a lot of women, you get cheated on and you stay. Yeah. And it's like, and you that well, yeah. of course I forgive you. I <laughs> right. stayed, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you stayed, in your mind, <laughs> yeah. that means you forgave right. him. Yeah. I didn't bounce, no. did I? No. Absolutely not. No. When you forgive, you don't forgive, forgive to relieve the other person of that burden. For you forgive for yourself. For yourself. So you can relinquish yourself for your own sanity. Mm-hmm. What about your parents forgiving him? Well, here's the thing. So my father had already passed away. My father passed away when I was 19. And when this happened, my mother was probably 
three years into her battle with dementia. Mm -hmm. So she was never able to even know or understand mm. what had happened. I'd so you never, had no one to really talk to like that? Like, yeah, but I didn't need anyone. Okay. Mm. Um, I didn't need anyone. I've always been like the type of person that if something happens, I deal with it mm-hmm. on my own. But y'all have friends together that you had had from when you were teenagers. We do. Right. So what about with them? Like, what kind of advice were they giving you? Oh, um, nothing. I, I didn't bring this to any of my friends. Right. That's, that's so they weren't calling you like, girl, we seen what's going on. Like, are you okay? Rashid. See, at the time, mm-hmm. we were being um, approached by different production companies to, Real do, Housewives. A, to do a reality show. Mm-hmm. We were pa- approached by Real Housewives of New Jersey and just, you know, producers that wanted to produce a family show. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the blogs. I don't even know how the blogs found out about that stuff. But, you know, they find out and we were seeing like different posts and everything. So my best friend who lives in California, um, L.A., with my other best friend, it's a couple, Sasha and Rashid, he had heard about what had happened when Rashawn apologized. And he thought that it was was like fake to oh. drum up publicity for reality for TV. Reality right. TV. <laughs> so when he called me and he was like, I heard, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. He was like, and I'm like sitting here like, no, this is crazy. I was like, oh, no, 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 honey. It's all it's true. Real. It is oh. all true. Everything that you read, it is all true. Mm-hmm. And he's like blown away. And he was the one person, the only person in my entire life of friends and family that did not support Rashawn and my relationship. (laughs) He always said he's too controlling. He's too um, obsessive. He's too possessive. And I just, he needs you too much. Mm. And if you were ever to leave him, I just don't know what would happen. You know, you need to consider maybe moving on or moving away slowly or what. And I was like, I would tell him like, hun, like it's not that serious. See, Rashawn, I've never been afraid of Rashawn. I've never been, like, he's never been uh, physically abused. Like, nothing like that. He would that. do something right. to himself. He, he would do something before he to himself. To you, right? No, he would, it's not even before. He would never, never do anything never. to me. But he would he's do something never, to himself. Yes, right? he would do something to himself. And it's always been Rashawn's thing. Like, if we got into a bad argument, or if I was threatened. Now, mind you, I've th- we've never broken up. A day in 27 years. I've tried, just like when I tried to divorce him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think me. when you guys were going through your things that you were broken up. It just seems like you guys no, were having problems. I, I was trying. You wanted but to break up, but, but, it didn't happen. Happen. but I had to be delicate with him because <laughs> I was worried about his mental state. Right. Oh, like, Rashawn is the most responsible person I've ever known. He's never late. He shows up to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> If he does, if it, if he does, it's because it's something that's beyond his control. Right. Like he doesn't right, right, wake right. up late. He doesn't like disregard. Right. Right. You know what I He's mean? Like he shows Very up to work. He do, he gets he pays <laughs> bills on time. Like he is someone that you can really really rely on. And at that time, I would hear like he would not show up for work. Yes, not call Just me. Fia. I know. I'd be like, you think he's coming not in today? Not call his boss and not call yeah. his co-host and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not coming in or whatever. I would go in the room in the morning and he would just be laying there because we were sleeping in the same room. He was sleeping in the guest room, so I would go down the hall and I would open the door and it would be locked. I'd get a credit card and I got to break into the room. I get in there and I'm I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're not going to work? He's like, F work. He's like, F life. I shouldn't even be here. He was on a slippery slope, you know? So we didn't actually break up. I'm like, okay, you can stay here. Like I felt that I could kind of take care of him and just get us to a place where I got what he, what I wanted, but that he was safe. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So no, we, we've Mm -hmm. never actually broken up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
Man, look, Kia, I appreciate you for coming on here and being so open and honest. I love hearing your perspective. Mm hmm. You know, because now I see why you told him to stay home. Mm -hmm. Now oh, yeah. I see why you told him. Now yeah. Yeah. Envy be over talking. You know what I'm saying? We know Envy. <laughs> we all know Envy. And we also know his side of the story so many different times. Exactly. We've heard him talk about it. So it was nice to hear things from your point of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, as always. And you know, I'm glad that you guys wrote this book because there's a lot of gems in here. I know mm -hmm. y'all are doing a ton of press. Even just thinking about marriage and the importance of marriage and how do you know it's time for you to get married. Yes. You have a whole like 25 questions yes. about how mm -hmm. you know that. But I think this is really helpful. Like I said, I've seen a lot of these things transpire, but I didn't know the full story. I only right. knew things mm -hmm. from Envy's point of yeah. view. Mm -hmm. You know, but I've always been Team Gia. Thank you. As you know, <laughs> at one point he was like, you're the only girl that's allowed to be in my phone <laughs> for work purposes. You know, and, uh -huh. and even for yourself moving forward, right? You have have access to everything so you don't even oh, yeah. have to yeah yeah like it's kind of like we're one mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like with his instagram like i'm in his instagram he's in my instagram mm -hmm. so i could just double tap and then all of a sudden I have control of his Instagram. So if Maxwell so, DMs you, he'll see was, was it. He, that he, called the phone up. <laughs> he calls it a the, phone up, a phone up relationship. Yeah, a phone so up So we have access to each other's Instagram mm -hmm. and to each other's email. And it's not through a sense of control or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just that yours it's completely mine, open. Mm -hmm. was you it, know what I mean? Was this like that prior to that incident always? Uh, or do you feel that? No. That I've, was, I've mm -hmm. I'm not the type of person that would ever go through a man's phone. Right. Because if I have to do that, then mm -hmm. why would you? I don't want to be with you. Right. You know, I'm not playing detective work. Right. I'm not like, even when I found that blog that day, I Googled looking for pictures from a photo shoot that he had just completed. And I was like, you know, it's about been about three weeks. Like the picture should be up. So I Googled and I was looking for like the magazine photos and whatnot. And, and when I Googled up. DJ Envy, this blog came up and I was like, oh, what's that? And I and wow. I'd, I'd never been on that blog. So I, I'm like, read, I'm like, Oh, I know the blog. Exactly. Shut it up on media takeout. <laughs> oh no, 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 you have a cage, there's a bird in it. You should be able to leave that door open. Right. And if and the yes. bird flies out, then he is not for you. That bird's supposed to sit his ass yeah. right there, perched on that little <laughs> that swing. little that little <laughs> swing and be happy. Right. And if and if it flies, then you're like, okay, well, I have my answer. Right. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Cause I always felt like Gia could do whatever she wanted in life. So right. I always tell Envy all the time he's really fortunate. Oh, thank you. That dedication do, to I, your mom. That probably, like you said, she was already going through dementia. But yes. reading what you wrote, it was kind of like that helped you mm -hmm. get through that, even though she wasn't able to be there at that moment. Yes. But everything yes. that, you know, you wrote, that she, what she taught you and everything, it led up to you being able to get Deal through that situation with, mm -hmm. with a clear mind. Yes. That dedication was yes. everything. I am my mother's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, we would compare your dedication to NBC. NBC. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what inch? His was. <laughs> 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 real life real love you get to hear some of the most amazing interesting stories from both points of view and i do appreciate the fact that envy was so transparent in it because there's mm -hmm. things that i never looked at i was like i gotta start making fun of him for some things <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> like what? Certain things, like the dildo situation. 
Or even like, you know, I know that like we joke about the fact that like he broke out of the mental hospital. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, but man, that, that was, was but reading it in the in the book was so different because when he tells us the story, he tells it in a joking manner. Yes. Yeah. He makes light of it. Right. There's but nothing when you read light it, it was not happens. light. Yeah. Oh. You know, so no. like he'll talk about it, it like dark. I ran out, you know, my feet hanging out yeah, the car. Yeah, I was picturing his feet hanging out the yeah. car. But the way he tells the story is doesn't sound as serious. Yeah. As when you read it in the book of what he was going Absolutely. through, right. it was you know, dark. when he really did yeah. not want to live. Mm. And so he can tell it to us in a certain way. And I know that sometimes that's like a defense mechanism, right? you of, know, of to be able to make things. light of something. But mm-hmm. what Gia was having to go through, mm-hmm. having to call the cops, you know, I saw him that night because I was, yeah. or whatever, the next night I was having a birthday party and he mm-hmm. was DJing and he showed up. Okay. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. the cops were looking for him. Yes. And I was like, because we had a bolo out for him, a yeah. beyond. And you like, what's a bolo? Yeah. <laughs> and you know they had came yes. to the job in the morning. He they didn't come to, to work. Station. They came to he the station. To he the wasn't station there. The but then day. he shows up to DJ the party. Mm-hmm. And wow. I'm like, Envy, what are you doing? They're looking mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> but I'm like, Envy is insane. <laughs> yeah, wow. he, was little, he was a little insane. He was a little insane. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a very. It was a very dark place for him. Hence right. us, you know. Yeah. But that was the thing, you know, when. I told him that it was over, just like previous times when I told him that it was over for other reasons that were far less significant or serious, you know, it would bring him to a place where he felt as though he didn't want to be here anymore. Right. It was like, if I can't have you, if we can't live life together, then I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. And he meant that with every fiber. I see from mm, the things that he was doing. I'm going to be nice to him tomorrow. Team Envy. And he takes you through what that feels like, yeah, like what right. got him to that that point. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, but we've healed from all of that. You You're know? having orgasms. We've, yes, girl. Yeah. Every time. Yes. One of the most Every time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you wear your shirt and show it to the world. Yes. yes. Hold on. Yes. No yes. fake orgasms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stand. <laughs> well, it is lip service. Thank you so much, Thank Gia, for you, coming out for the first time me. ever. We appreciate yeah. you. Appre- it's been Listen, we've this been is wanting long to do time this. coming, right? Yeah, but right? I think this. Listen, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Take a yes. Take a Yes, you got that. <laughs> All right, lip service, Gia Casey.